and welcome to the podcast version of COS Live, a weekly program keeping you up to date on the Article 5 movement working to reclaim liberty in America. You can watch the original live broadcasts on Convention of States Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and X. And now, here's COS Live. Hello, COS supporters. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I'll be your host for this episode. And as you see, Rita is not here. She unfortunately couldn't make this episode, so you just have me. Uh, but we have a great show lined up for you. Uh, we have Eric Burleson, who is a congressman from Missouri. He'll be joining us shortly. He played a big role in making Missouri state number 12 to pass the COS resolution. Uh, he's uh, going to be joining us to share his thoughts on seeing the swamp from the inside now that he helped pass uh, the resolution in Missouri. Now he's on the inside of the swamp. He's going to give us an update on what's, what things are like in Congress. Uh, stick around to the end of today's episode. We do have the COS mailbag. You can drop your comment or question, and we'll hopefully get to that uh, this episode or next episode. Uh, but first, we go to Mike, who has our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Thank you, Andrew. I'm sure that this show is going to be way better than just the people in Missouri who get to hear Eric Burleson speak will be interested in. What a great show it's going to be, and I'm very excited to be here and to share our Article 5 trivia. You might also notice I'm wearing a brand new COS t-shirt, and I think it is really, really cool. I don't know if you agree that you'll support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I don't know if you ever took that oath as a member of the U.S. military, but I've taken that oath as a activist with COS. And if you want to display that and start the conversation, all you have to do is go to shopconventionofstates.com. You can get one of these brand new shirts. And the most important thing is they're on sale right now. Every single item in the store right now is on sale until Wednesday, till the end of Wednesday. So if you want something, go in real quick, grab what you want. If you don't win trivia and you don't win this shirt, which is what I'm going to give away, then you can pick one up on your own or see one of the five other shirts. We have some new women's shirts. It's really cool what's going on in the store right now. And this one's a medium. It's fairly generous fit. Love the material. What a great shirt it is. I'll be wearing this one quite a bit. Okay, let's get to our question. You know, despite about 500 Article 5 applications having been passed by the states in the history of our republic. An Article 5 convention has never been called completely in two-thirds of the states, or excuse me, never been called in American history. In two-thirds of the states, it's been needed to adopt those applications. So there's never been that level of agreement on the subject matter. There have been many efforts over the year in order to call an Article 5 convention for various topics. The question, I'm going to preface it here, what about our strategy sets us apart from those previous failed movements because we've never again had that happen in the history of America? So my question truly is who or what sets Convention of States apart from all other Article 5 efforts? There's my question and go ahead and ponder that. Type in your answers, get engaged in this great broadcast. I'll be here at the end to give you the answer, and hopefully you're the one who won the shirt. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, today we are bringing on Eric Burleson. He is a freshman congressman from Missouri who previously served in the Missouri Senate 
and the Missouri House of Representatives. As a member of the Missouri legislature, Eric Burleson was one of the leading proponents for the Convention of States Action Resolution and helped Missouri become the 12th state to pass our Article 5 application for term limits, term limits, fiscal restraints, and limits on the scope, size, and jurisdiction of the federal government. That legislation was passed by Missouri in 2017. Eric, let's start with the endorsement, which we announced earlier this month. You were a big supporter of Convention of States while serving as a state legislator uh, in Missouri, and this is your first year in Congress, uh, and you clearly are getting a taste of the of what the swamp is like. Uh, why do we need an Article Five convention? Can't we just get the right people elected? I would say that you know, all abandon all hope, ye who enter here. That should be the sign on the door of Congress today. Um, that being said. I'm, I'm not going to abandon hope. I'm there to fight the fight. But I will say I am convinced more than ever that there's not, there's not enough people in Congress that truly understand our fiscal situation and truly want to actually cut spending. Um, evidence of that are the appropriation bills that came forward just this last month. So when, when Congress said, Agreed. We, I mean, the Republicans agreed to a top line number of discretionary spending at one, one trillion four hundred and seventy one billion dollars, and and yet we can't make the cuts whenever it comes to all of the all of the appropriation bills. The ag appropriations bill failed because the because the people that represent the farming communities didn't want to make even a fraction cut to any of the agriculture programs. You know, here we are, we're at $33 trillion in debt, and I just don't see, I see a lot of spenders in Congress and not a lot of people that have fiscal restraint. So I, I strongly think the only way to fix DC is from the outside in with, when the, with the states stepping up and the states becoming the parent again. This is your first year as a congressman in D.C. Tell our viewers, is it as bad as we think? Pull back the curtain a little bit and tell us what it's like in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I am. I'm really I was really surprised to be in a conference that, um, you know, while Missouri certainly had moderates and, and conservatives, I was really surprised at the extent of how moderate the conference is. And what's what's very funny um, or really sad is when you're talking to people that are that won't vote to cut spending, they um, they don't really want to do anything that is true too controversial. They're not willing to use the Holman rule to eliminate some of these woke and weaponized individuals within our Department of Justice system. They're not willing to, to set an example or cut um, you know it, programs even from woke programs, right? programs where we're funding drag shows in other countries. When you have Republicans who are unwilling to make those kind of cuts, that's what's really surprising to me and really shocking. Congressman Burleson, you were a key member of the legislature who spearheaded the COS action resolution in Missouri, helping it to become the 12th state to pass the resolution. We're now up to 19 states with 15 more needed to call the convention. What does it mean to you to be a part of that achievement, making Missouri really one of the leaders on this issue? Yeah, I just want, for me, you know, being a, a legislator was, was an amazing opportunity. You're able to change policies that would impact the lives of Missourians. But there was nothing that, had, that could potentially have a bigger impact uh, 
on not just Missouri, but the entire nation, like the Convention of States. And so to me, it was very humbling to be the spearhead for that, for that movement or for that process through the Missouri House and then Senate. And, and I'm one of the proudest things that I've ever been a, been a part of. I'm sure you're well acquainted with the immoral spending problem that is going on in Washington. The $33 trillion debt, the frivolous wasting of taxpayer dollars on pet projects, and the cowardly lack of resolve of congressional leaders to fix ballooning programs. A recent report revealed that the federal budget will spend more on interest payments for the national debt than defense spending. In other words, because Congress has racked up so much debt from federal spending, one of our biggest annual expenditures is paying for overspending from past Congresses. How big of a problem is this to you? And is there a long-term solution to runaway spending and inflation outside of Article 5, of the, an Article 5 convention? Yeah, I think we've hit an inflection point um, where we are spending more on, in interest on our national debt than any other item, including the military. The, that is a scary moment. I don't think that that has happened in the history of the United States. I don't think the United States has been at this level of debt since, since World War II, and we're not even in a war. And so we, we, have, we have got a big spending problem. We're spending over $2 trillion a year more than we bring in. There's, and our discretionary budget alone is one point you know, five, 1.6 trillion. So every dollar that we spend on, dis on discretionary things, like the military, like agriculture, or everything else that the federal government funds, is, is all borrowed money. We, have, we need to pare that down, but we also have got to fix the welfare system. We have got to address Medicaid, Medicare. We have to, we have to address Social Security. And that doesn't mean that we have to cut anyone's benefits. In fact, if we don't take action on Social Security, then it will, the fund will go bankrupt or go run dry by, I've seen numbers as short as eight, nine years from now. And when that happens, everyone's Social Security benefits will automatically be cut by 24%, which it will be devastating to the seniors in this nation. So, I think that we have got to get our fiscal house in order, and it's my hope that the, this inflection point and others will hopefully get the attention of the other members of Congress. At Convention of States, we have always said that this is a solution as big as the problem. Other Article 5 efforts have been focused solely on a balanced budget or solely on term limits. But if you do just one of those things, that still leaves a lot of other critical issues festering. The strength of the COS action resolution is that it empowers commissioners at the convention to fix interlocking issues. The three planks are fiscal restraints, uh, which could include a balanced budget uh, amendment, but would also allow for other ideas like spending caps and tax limitations, term limits, not just on Congress, but also on bureaucrats and also the judiciary, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government, which would allow for proposals like a single subject amendment to prevent omnibus bills in Congress, a restoration of the Commerce Clause to its original intent, or even giving a supermajority of the states the ability to overturn federal laws and regulations that violate the rights of the people. When a convention is called, uh, is there an amendment idea or ideas that you think are most critical to restoring our system of government? I think first and foremost, we need a balanced budget amendment that is, that is very 
tight that's, that makes it impossible for Congress to get around it through, uh, through gimmicks, tax credits, or other things. So it needs to be airtight. The other thing I, I'm really, I would be really excited to see is a provision or a way for the states to, to decide that they aren't, they're, they're going to overturn something that Congress does. I, I want to return power back to the states. I th and, then, and then three, I really think that we need to put something in the Constitution. I would like to see something that, that, that strips the executive branch's authority from passing rules and regulations that have the impact of, of federal law. I think that when Congress, when, when the Constitution was established, the lawmaking was supposed to be done by the legislative branch, not the executive branch. But today, what's happening is the executive branch, they, they just issue guidance documents and they have the weight and the power of law. And it takes an act of Congress to stop it. We had the ir irony, for example, is that Joe Biden, for example, he issued a new regulation to try to require fund managers to use ESG as a standard when they're picking stocks in their portfolio for their clients. This is absolutely insane. Congress in the House, Republicans in the House, passed a bill rejecting that rule. It went to the Senate and even Chuck Schumer and the Democrats in the Senate allowed it to pass and go to, to President Biden's desk. So here you have a situation where Congress has weighed in and Joe Biden, because Joe Biden vetoed it, he still can retain the authority to substantively make changes to law without being a lawmaker. And so this is something that has got to be addressed. The idea that I, that one of the ideas that I've heard being proposed about balanced budget amendment that I really like is the idea that that you know usually in a balanced budget amendment you have some mechanism that does allow them to increase the debt ceiling through something. I think I, I like the idea that that authority would be given back to the states, so that Congress cannot raise its own debt debt ceiling. They would have to go hat in hand to the states and justify their expenditures if they ever needed to raise the debt ceiling. So again, I'm all about sending power back to the states. Last year, we saw Senator Mike Braun of Indiana making a speech from the floor of the U.S. Senate on the need for Congress to get serious about paying attention to the Article 5 convention movement and publishing the applications as they come in. In your view, is Congress aware of the movement yet? As we get closer to the 34 state threshold, what will Congress's reaction be in your view? Yeah, I, I don't think Congress is paying attention at all to the Convention of States movement. And it's my hope that, um, it's my hope that, that what, what doesn't happen, I, I, what I don't want to see happen is for Congress to suddenly become aware and then try to jump the shark or jump ahead and, and try to do something that is in their power and their control. I would, I would much rather see, I think that the, the best outcome for any amendment is going to be derived from people from the states. So look, every time Congress meets, we have the authority to pass a, you know, to send to the states a proposal to change the Constitution. And I mean, that's literally every time Congress is in session, every time we, we meet. And, and throughout history, Congress has done that many times, obviously, 
But every time they've done it, it's, it's centralized power back to Washington, D.C. So I do not see a scenario where if Congress writes the proposal for a balanced budget amendment, that it's truly going to be an airtight balanced budget amendment. It's more than likely going to have loopholes or provisions that Congress uh, wants to see. What drives you to want to serve the country in public office? Because a lot of people seem to have given up hope. We call it being blackpilled, where all is lost and elections don't matter. The only thing left is violence. But clearly you are still fighting. So why is that? My faith is what is my inner core. That's what drives me. Um, I'm first and foremost a believer in, the, in, in that Jesus you know, made the ultimate sacrifice. And um, and provided and, and showed showed the way for love in the, in this nation. That's what ultimately drives me. I'm I'm here to serve my Maker and to serve those around me and and demonstrate love to everyone. And so, uh, you know, to me, serving in public office is a is a way of demonstrating love and and demonstrating um, the nature of Christ to those around me. If our viewers want to follow your work, where can they go? So I'm on all the social medias. Just look up Rep. Eric Burleson. I also have a podcast that's called Fresh Freedom. It's a podcast that is myself and four other freshman members of Congress. And the tagline for it is, it's five freedom-loving freshman members of Congress who are you know, t discussing what's happening. So you're getting a backstage pass view as to what we're experiencing as we try to learn the ropes of becoming members of Congress. And so Fresh Freedom Podcast, it's available on all of the, wherever you can get a podcast, you know, Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, on all of those platforms. Thank you, Congressman Burleson. It's been a pleasure. We hope to have you back. All right. Thanks so much, Andrew, for circling back. And we're going to give the Article 5 trivia question answer right now. If you were here in the very beginning, you may have heard the question itself. And oh, you're probably wondering what the prize is. The prize is this cool brand new shirt that's available in the store, in the COS store. You can go there by typing into your computer, shopconventionofstates.com, shopconventionofstates.com. I will defend and support our constitution. And if you want to do that as well, grab one of these shirts. The other thing to know is that we have a sale going on up to half off many items in the store. Every single item in the store is on sale. So you're going to get a discount if you go before the close of or to before midnight Eastern time on Wednesday. So you got a couple of days to do a little bit of shopping. And here's our question. Despite about 500 Article 5 applications, Having been passed by the states in the history of our republic, an Article 5 convention has never been called in American history. Two-thirds of states are needed to adopt corresponding applications. So there's never been that level of agreement on the subject matter, and the subject matter really matters. There have been many efforts over the years in order to call an Article 5 convention from those failed movements. But my question was, what or who sets Convention of States apart from other Article 5 efforts? The answer, you, the people, or grassroots. 
So whatever your answer was, if you said the people or grassroots, that's exactly right. You know, we talked about this on our 10th anniversary episode that from the very first event for Convention of States, Mike Ferris and Mark Meckler spoke to a group of state legislators and said what will set us apart is that we will build a grassroots army. And we've actually built the largest activated army of self-governing grassroots activists in American history. It's working. 10 years later, we've delivered the process on the process with 19 states also having already adopted our Article 5 resolution. We're well on our way. If you want to be part of a historic turning point in American history, sign the petition, volunteer, become an activist with Convention of States. Just go to conventionofstates.com forward slash take underscore action. Conventionofstates.com forward slash, excuse me, yeah, forward slash take underscore action. So that's how you get there. Go to our website. You'll If you, all you do is sign our petition, that's a wonderful thing. You'll be one of over 5 million people that have gotten on board with exactly what we're doing with what's crazy today, all the craziness today in this nation. There's never been a more important time. Now's the time. Thanks so much for listening. Now I'm going to turn you back to Andrew, who will wrap up the show. Thanks, Mike. Well, it's time for the COS Mailbag. These messages and questions are from viewers like you. If you want to be featured, drop us a comment on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The first question comes from Adam Barker. Of the people, for the people, and by the people, it was never meant to be a lifetime lifetime job. Term limits are needed now, uh, not later. You are spot on, Adam. Term limits, if we had term limits now, or if we had term limits 10 years ago, There'd be several problems that we are currently facing that we wouldn't have to face anymore because several of the politicians that created the current problems wouldn't be in office anymore. So you're absolutely right. Government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. And right now, it is not for the people. Congress right now is for DC elites, the well-connected, the wealthy, all of that. They're not for we the people. We are the solution that will put power back into the hands of the people. So if you haven't gotten involved with the Convention of States yet, get connected to your state team. This is how you can change Washington, D.C. from the inside out. All right, the next question from Nello Cambelli. Time for COS to lobby the presidential candidates to recognize how an Article 5 Convention of States would help them navigate Washington, D.C. You are absolutely right. This is something that we need to do. Uh, there are several candidates for office who have already endorsed Convention of States. Governor Ron DeSantis is one of them. He is a strong supporter of a Convention of States. Also, there's Vivek Radhaswamy. He has also come out in support of Convention of States, and he agrees that we need term limits, we need a balanced budget, and we also need to restrain the, 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 the scope of, of Washington, D.C. We need to put the uh, federal government back in the constitutional box that it's supposed to be in. Uh, let's see. We... Uh, don't have any other questions in this mailbag, but if you want to have your question featured in a future mailbag, make sure that you write us a comment on YouTube, Rumble, or Facebook, and we'll add your comment to the next edition of the COS Mailbag. Don't forget, there's a new episode of Crossroads with Rita on Thursday at, at, uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune into The Battle Cry with Mark Meckler at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure that you leave a five-star review on our, pad, on our podcast. That's how we grow the show. Until... 
until the, until next week when we have our, our next uh, our next episode, you have to get in the fight. You have to get engaged. You can't expect Washington D.C. to fix this. So it's time to get back to work. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to today's program. For information, please visit www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod. That's www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod.